Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 591. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Uh, please specify whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including postage and handling. Uh, I have a strong message from the Lord. We're still reading in Joshua. Uh, we're also reading uh, still in the uh, book of Jude, which is only one chapter in the New Testament. And we may be reading some more from um, other parts of the Bible, such as Romans 12, 5, Ephesians 5, 29 through 31, uh, Philippians 3, 20 and 21, uh, 1 Corinthians 11, 3, Luke 22, 19 and 20, um, also, Colossians 1.18 and 1 Corinthians 12.12-31. 12, 12 I'd like to warn a lot of you, you know, you should keep pencil and pad near you so that you can uh, write some, preserve some of these scriptures in, uh, in your Bible or on uh, your memo pad so that you can be referring to them later. Right now, it's, uh, we have some letters and we also have uh, some music. So uh, let's all go to the throne and ask him to anoint this program. Father, anoint this program. Let there not be anything that's said or done on this program that is not from you. That souls, um, that the whole world will be brought back to the reality, the truth of your word. There's so much heresy in the world, Lord. It seems just like everybody, uh, almost everybody, is a heretic. And it's no wonder that you say that very few shall enter the kingdom of heaven because uh, there's so much heresy. And they refuse to repent from it, and they refuse to give the glory to you. However, they do give glory to the body of Satan. And um, this is, uh, they've set themselves against you. They're at war with you, with the Antichrist from Rome. And the, it's the international government that Rome, Roman Catholic uh, cult runs. They started the one world cult uh, so that they can avoid persecution. And they are afraid. They feel fearful and unbelieving. Lord, send down your prophecy. Make the word of God more clear that souls can be saved. Rebuke Satan, Father God, and uh, send down your word to bring people out of their lethargy, their lukewarmness before you spoon out of your mouth. Lord, I uh, ask it in, uh, of course, rebuke Satan. Open many doors for us, Lord. Send in finances. In Jesus' name we pray, and everyone says amen. Amen. <clears throat> All right, praise the Lord. Here is uh, the Alamo Brothers Keepers Quartet saying for you uh, a very strong truth. Jesus is coming soon. It's the name of the song. Troublesome times are here, filling men's hearts with fear. Freedom we all hold dear, 
now is that stay. Humbling your heart to God, saves from the chastening rod. Seek the way pilgrims trod, Christians away. Jesus is coming soon, morning or night or noon. Many will make their meet the trumpets will sound. So many cold, losing their homes of gold. Listen, God's word is told, evil's abound. When your signs come to pass, nearing the end at last, it will come very fast. Trumpets will sound. Jesus is coming soon. the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Well, you know, the Lord stated that we have to become mortified, mortified, dead. We have to become like corpses, dead corpses, but uh, resurrected the spirit in us is dead. Uh, so we're actually, everyone is like uh, corpses. And this is why, uh, well, we don't walk in the, uh, in the corpse in our flesh. Uh, we uh, do not walk uh, in the corpse because Paul said that we done uh, he did more than all the other apostles put together because but not him because he's a corpse but it's Christ in the uh, corpse the flesh so we do not walk after in the corpse it's Christ that walks in our corpse we do not war after the corpse or the flesh as the corpses the uh, of this world do. They're dead in their sins and trespasses, and uh, they war after the flesh, after the corpse, because their spirit has not been resurrected from the dead. For the weapons of our warfare, because we're spiritual, and Jesus is walking in us, uh, the weapons of our militia, and there's many of us that belong to the militia, the spiritual militia, are not carnal. You people out there that are creating wars and 
all these different things are corpses and you don't know it and your spirit is dead as well and so what you need to do is repent so that the Lord will pull your corpse pull the spirit in your corpse up and let Christ live in you so our weapons of our warfare or our militia are not like corpses because even though we are uh, though we walk in a corpse uh, it's Christ that we are now allowing to do all the walking in us. So we don't walk anymore, but it's the Lord in us that walks in the uh, our flesh. But um, so our our weapons or our warfare, our militia are not corpses, carnal, but mighty in God. God is the Spirit. So we are mighty only in God to the uh, or for the destruction or uh, of um, different uh, corpse fortresses now the corpses are coming the corpses are a coming uh, they're uh, after the people that are spiritual and they say <laughs> I had the news on tonight and they said I hope this woman hasn't gone out of her mind that she's bragging about being a Christian. She should be like us corpses, is what they're saying. She should be dead and on her way to hell because she would really be in a danger zone if uh, she got saved and uh, she was resurrected from the dead. And she now is a corpse, and it's Christ that lives in her instead of uh, her old spirit of sinful spirit. Ah. But then all of a sudden it seemed as though she were mocking the scriptures. But nevertheless, it's just the way that corpses, dead people, talk about being saved. So um, our weapons of warfare uh, are not uh, corpsey or dead or carnal, but mighty uh, through God or in God uh, to the or for the uh, destruction of these uh, satanic carnal corpsey uh, uh, corpses uh, that have set up these fortresses pulling down of strongholds uh, casting down imaginations with the Holy Spirit the Word of God is the Holy Spirit destroying reasonings carnal corpsey reasonings and plots oh they're plotting against the children of the Lord in this antichrist media that the Bible said is Satan's mouth has all these arguments and they try to put down Christianity but God, God, but God has called me into the world to put you uh, corpses down you're nothing what do you get paid a few hundred dollars a month you creeps and so we're to pull down these things, all these fortresses, and every high thing uh, that exalts itself with its haughtiness or its arrogance that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Well, I hope she hasn't gone over the border there, you know, into, I hope she hasn't given her heart to God. I hope she's still giving her heart to Satan is what these corpses, these dead people are saying. And the Bible says, in bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Jesus Christ and having in readiness 
to punish or take vengeance on disobedience. And we're only able to do that when we become a corpse. Uh, we're no longer living our own life. We die out. We're mortified, but we live. Uh, not us, and the works we do is not us, but it's Christ in us. When our obedience is fulfilled, we have to obey the Lord before we can do a work for the Lord. Anyone thinks that they don't, well, there's still a corpse, a dead corpse without any godly work. So the Lord again says, See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms. He's saying this to a little boy, Jeremiah. Tarot! These demonic dead people that never want to be resurrected out of death unto life and to pull down uh, these people's uh, philosophies and uh, their arrogance and destroy that and to throw down with the Word of God to build the Word of God up in the house of God and to plant the Word of God into people's hearts. Uh, and so people that don't do this, God is pouring out his wrath on earth. He says, behold, uh, this, um, the book of Romans, uh, Paul says, behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fell, severity. And everyone that doesn't do what the Lord says is already fallen, but he's going to make them into corpses with their dead corpse spirit in them, and they're going to hell. Because the body's not going to heaven unless you have become a corpse, a dead corpse, but yet you have allowed yourself to be resurrected from the dead by the Holy Spirit, then by Christ entering you into you with his Father by the Holy Spirit. But severity, but toward the goodness, if thou continue, if you continue in his goodness, otherwise uh, you also shall be cut off, killed, destroyed, sent to hell. All right. Okay, so now we're just going to read a few scriptures here that will exemplify the things that... Uh, you know, the Bible states that this is my cuerpo in Spanish. This is my corpse that is broken for you. And he, the, he breaks the bread into tiny pieces saying, You also are my corpse that I walk in. This is my cuerpo, my body. Let's read that. That's Luke 22, 19, 20, and 20. And he, Jesus, took bread and gave thanks, and break it, and gave unto them, saying, This is my body. This is my corpse, my cuerpo. Okay, go ahead. Which is given for you. Which is given for you. In other words, I am giving my body uh, to be a corpse, so that uh, I, by the Spirit, can walk and talk and do God's work in your body after you have been risen from the dead your dead spirit then you become a cuerpo a corpse just like me to let god the fullness of the godhead bodily walk in you so you we need to become uh dead we need to be crucified with christ 
we need to become cuerpos, corpses, so that Christ can walk in me. Paul said, I've done more work than all these other apostles put together. He says, yet not I, not my cuerpo, but Christ in my cuerpo, my dead body. I've given myself over to the Lord. It's not me any longer that's doing these works. I have surrendered my entire body over to the Lord. I, he gave his body for me, so I give my cuerpo, my heart to him, and so that he can live in me. So all these works that I did were not me. They were Christ in my corpse. My cuerpo. Do you understand? Yes. Okay, keep going. This do in remembrance of me. This means do you become corpses by remembering me, okay? That I became a corpse for you and now you're to be a corpse for me. Isn't that more explanatory yes. than what your pastor teaches you? Listen to this program and uh, learn what the true meaning of the word is. Okay, then what? Verse 20. Likewise also the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. Right. Now, nobody else's blood could take away your sins. But when the Lord takes away your former sins, not your present and uh, future sins, because uh, the Lord uh, died once for sin. He's not going to die again. And there are places where it says uh, there are sins that can be forgiven, but they're sins of ignorance, he, it tells you. The Word tells you. And so when you know you're sinning, if you sin willingly and knowingly, there remains no more forgiveness for you, okay? So... Um, then it goes to say, so he says, this is, uh, read that again, this is my body. This is my body, which is given. This is my corpse, my cuerpo. Okay, then what? Which is given for you. For you, okay. So uh, these, he's breaking these many pieces. And then we go to Romans twelve five. It says, we being many cuerpos are become, because we're in the spirit of Christ, we become one body, a spiritual body, to pull down strongholds. Amen? Which Amen. I just read just uh, the first thing. We being many are many corpses. We become like Christ, become one spiritual body, a powerhouse, mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. We can't fight the, uh, all these satanic bodies uh, uh, with the same weapons that they use any more than David could fight the people, this big giant, with the same weapons he had because uh, uh, little David could hardly pick up the sword. And the armor was so big he was swimming in it he couldn't move, but he did know how to sling stones in a little thing, so he went out there with his little clothing on. He wasn't afraid of the sword because he knew that he had a crackerjack ability to throw a stone right into the middle of the forehead of the of this big lummox. And the lummox hit the ground and gave up the ghost. Now we being, um, being many are one. So it's a, many pieces of bread, dead bodies, corpses, 
uh, whose spirit has been raised from the dead. And so Christ has mingled himself with the Father by the Spirit in our spirit. And we no longer are corpses without any good works of the Lord. We've given our body, our corpses, over to the Lord to do his good will. Okay, read it. So we being many are one body in See, Christ. See, those broken pieces of bread are symbolic of us being many. Uh, this is his body, he said. This is my body. All these many um, pieces are one, not a corpse, but a spiritual body. Because uh, we've allowed the Lord to make our corpse one of the many corpses to form a big, powerful spiritual body. Okay, read it now from the beginning to the end. So we, being many, are one many body. Many corpses are one spiritual body. Then what? In Christ. Yeah, only in Christ, though. Because Christ is alive now. He said, Behold, I was a corpse. But spiritually, now I'm alive forevermore. Amen? Amen. So we all have to become cor corpos, corpses, so that he can live in us. He's not going to live in a self-willed person that says, I'm going to beat your brains out in the name of Jesus. I'm going to, you know, wrestle you and ram your head into a post. That isn't Christ. Okay. Ephesians 5, 29 and 31 through 31. Members of his corpse. We have to die with him. We have to be on the cross with Christ in order to be resurrected from the dead into his eternal spiritual body. Okay? Read it. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord, the church. Well, how do we cherish or nourish our flesh? Well, we die out and we become a corpse so that God can feed us through his word and keep us spiritual on a daily basis because we become married to Christ and being married to him, uh, we read his word because we want to fellowship with our bridegroom on a daily basis so that we can be fed by the spirit because we're members of his body. He's the head and we're the body. Then what? Verse 30. For we are members of his body. Of his corpse. We're crucified with Christ. He's, uh, Paul says, all I know is I, I don't claim to know anything but Christ and him crucified. And I have to be crucified with him so that he now as spirit lives in me. He's the life-giving uh, quickening spirit that quickens me to life so the works that are done in my body I don't get any glory for that because it's Christ doing the work in me amen, amen. do you understand the Bible better today yes amen okay then what verse 30 for we are members of his body of his corpse in order to be risen with him we have to become a corpse with him Right? Amen. Christ is crucified and risen. And so we become crucified in a corpse so that he can work in our body. We're in the flesh, but we don't war after the flesh. We war after the spirit. Amen? Amen. So our bodies to this world is a corpse. We don't do the things of this world. We don't uh, care for the things of this world. The things that we used to love about this world, we now hate. And the things that we hated in this world, we now love. 
Believe me, people out there, I used to be uh, love the world with all my heart and soul. I wanted to be number one on the hit parade of uh, people that are um, promoters. I wanted to show I was smarter than Brian Epstein and any other promoter on earth, and that's all. And then all of a sudden, just when I was reaching that pinnacle, the Lord came down in the office and told me, I want you to become a corpse, okay? Tell the people in this room, people that are living, people that are still alive, don't say Jesus is coming back to earth again. They don't say that, but the Bible tells us that we have to continue if we continue on doing these things, allowing Christ to live in and through us. Amen? Amen. So we have to be dead or corpses. Uh, this is my body, these many pieces here uh, that comprise one whole body. Then go ahead. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. See, in other words, we're the continuation of Christ's incarnation. He walked here in carne, in the flesh. We are what? Read that, that part again. We are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. Yeah, because we wouldn't be part of his body if we hadn't died, if we hadn't become corpses, because how could we become part of his spiritual body unless we were dead to the flesh, amen, amen. or dead to the world? So we become part of his body, his spiritual body, by letting him, uh, by giving everything to him, and uh, stop thinking the way the world thinks. Because the world is not uh, our final home. The world is going to burn up and everything that's in it. And so we have to be mindful of our permanent home, which is heaven. Those that won't uh, receive that, their permanent home is hell and the lake of fire. Okay, then what else? Verse 31. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, in other words, we cut the strings with our mother and father. I hear now that many people that have uh, that lost their homes and everything are moving back into mom and dad's house with their wives. There's an extra room in there and everything. And that's because you're not born again in the spirit. You're not serving the Lord because the Lord, uh, if you were, he would um, provide a place for you if you were diligent and vigilant, like he says, for you to be. Okay, and so read that last statement. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother. And okay, shall be so we, it shows that we have to leave uh, this world and uh, be with Christ, and Christ will take care of us. But people just don't have that kind of faith. They don't have that kind of faith to die out to this world and take Christ. Because you're afraid. That's why the, uh, the fearful and those that don't believe the Lord shall spend eternity in the lake of fire. You're just, I just can't cut myself loose. I have a good job. I have my uh, mom and dad's room in the house and I haven't got anywhere to go. Did you ever think of going to Jesus, to the Almighty God, and see what he can do? Because you should read the Word of God to see all the different things that he's done. 
and that he currently is doing your hearing on this program. All right? Amen. Okay, keep going. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. Yeah, one flesh, and that's what we're to be, is one body with Christ, a spiritual body. Then Philippians 3, 20 and 21. For he's, our, he's going to change his vile body. Go ahead. For our conversation is in heaven. Yeah. You know, if you're going to talk about the world, you're not dead yet. You're not, uh, you don't, you have not become a corpse. A, a cuerpo. You're not a corpse yet. You don't belong to Jesus. I did many works more than anybody, but not me, but Christ in me. You have to get to that point. Kitties, okay. Then what? For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, why should we not be keeping our mind on heaven and letting Christ do heavenly things in and through us so that people can get saved here on this earth? That's a mercy that you're showing to the dead people in this world to become corpses for Christ. Now, you're either going to be a corpse for Satan, which you are right now, or you're going to be a corpse for Christ. Amen? Amen. Corp, uh, corpus Christi. Amen? The, the body of Christ. Amen? Amen? The corpse of Christ. If this is my body, which is broken, it becomes a cuerpo for you. Now, I want you to be part of my body, so you have to be a cuerpo, a corpse also, senor. I'm not Spanish, I'm Jewish and Italian. Okay? I'm a Jewish, I'm Romanian. Um, my dad is from Romania, and my mother, uh, her name, her real name is Toro. Toro. That's Jewish also. Okay, so um, we have to get with it, right, folks? We have to become a corpse for Christ to live in. In other words, if you're a corpse, you don't do any longer the things that you did. If you've given your corpse to Christ, then the only thing that's being done in you is that of Christ. Amen? Amen. Okay, then what? Verse 21, Who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body? according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Right, he subdues all things unto himself because he, uh, if we have the faith, then we become dead with him so that we can be alive spiritually with him. Now Christ is the head. He didn't say, this is my head which is broken for you, did he? No. He said, this is my body. Well, who is his body? We are. Uh, we who are corpses for Christ and allow him to live in us are not, you know, anybody can say we are if they're sitting in a church. But I would say that I would say 99% of the people sitting in churches are not dead with Christ and they don't live with him either. 1 Corinthians 11.3. Okay, read that. But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ. Ah, okay. Then what? And the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. Right. Then we have 
He is the head of the body. Colossians 1, 18. And he is the head of the body. Well, say, well, he says, he didn't say, this is my head, which is broken for you. He said, this is my body. I know you not that you are the body of Christ, that you're the house of God, that you're the temple of God. You're not the head of God, you're his body. Okay, if you are dead with him, if you're a cuerpo with Christ. Okay, so he is the head of the body. Go ahead, read it again. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning. Okay, the church. The body is we who are the church doing his work. Now, who is the church? The church was formed on the day of Pentecost in the uh, first chapter of um, Acts. And so the head was already in the kingdom of heaven. Now, uh, the head can't do anything without a body, and the body surely can't do anything without the head. And so the Lord needs a body to work in, and we need a head to show us where to go and what to do. How far could we go without our head that has our eyes and our ears and everything, and the brain that shows us? So he's our brain if we follow his brain, which is the word of God. Now read it again. He is the our brain, our spiritual mind, uh, the mind of Christ. He is the mind of the body, the head of the body. Go ahead, read it again. And he is the head of the body, the he church. Being, he being Christ is the mind, the eyes, the ears of the body, the cuerpo that he works in. Then what? Who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. Yeah, so if we want to follow him, to heaven, first we must die, Jesus said. We, like wheat or a seed, have to be sown into the ground and then it rots in the ground. And then all of a sudden it springs up, life springs up. If you want to see resurrection, go out and look at your yard as soon as it starts getting green and the leaves on the tree. It died. It rotted before it became grass and the the Lord has resurrection all around us. Look at the field across the street. Look at your neighbor's lawns and their trees and the flowers. All of those came from seeds that rotted in the ground and sprang forth. So Jesus says, we too, we also must die. We have to become cuerpo, a corpse, so that we can resurrect uh, and the reason for resurrecting is so that Christ can do his work in us. Okay, don't you get it? Yes. It's a mystery, a big one, but that's what it's all about. All right, so keep going. That in all things he might have... Read it from the top. He is the head of the body, the church. Now, he didn't say... I'm going to repeat it because it's hard for it to get it sunk into people's heads. He didn't rip up a bunch of bread and say, this is my head. Did he? No. Which is broken for you. My head is broken. No, he said, this is my body, which must be broken in order to follow me. You must have a broken spirit and a contrite heart. You must be torn. You have to go through fire, fuego, in order to be a part of the body of Christ. Amen? Amen. The resurrected body of Christ. Your body is 
Your natural body is dead with Christ, but also your spirit is resurrected with him, and he wants to uh, occupy not just a room in your body or one of the members. He wants to fill your whole body with himself so that the spirit, which he is in you, grows up to the fullness by you reading the spirit in the life, which is the word, and he grows up into you so full that uh, there's no more room for you. The more you read the word, the more mortified you become, the more dead and the more alive spiritually you become with him. Okay, keep read it again. He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Right, so he, the Bible says, he's the firstborn from the dead so that he is uh, mortified in the flesh and he didn't really raise from the dead until after he was dead amen amen and so when he has uh, uh, raised from the dead well then he's the first one but uh, so we have to learn the bible what i'm telling you so that we can also become a corpus corpses too so we could be the second, the third, the fourth, the four thousands, the fifty thousands person that's become a corpse to this world to allow the Lord to be, uh, we could be the maybe the fifty thousands, one raised from the dead. Okay, inside of us to let Christ do his work in us because there's no good work that we can do. Only Christ does good works with his Father by the Spirit in us. Amen? Amen. Okay, so you never question, you know, the Bible, because who are you? You're a corpse. You have to become a, a corpse for Christ. You're a corpse for Satan now, but you have to become a corpse for Christ in order for him to do any good work in you whatsoever. And you have no idea how big of a work he's going to do or how little of a work, because you have to become a corpse to find out. A corpse to this world, but alive by the Holy Spirit. Read that last part again. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn the from firstborn the dead. The firstborn from the dead. Okay, so he had to die on the cross. And brothers and sisters and you lost people, we have to become a, a mortal. Quark, cuerpo, corpus if we want him to live in us and to have eternal life living in us because he is eternal life. Okay, then what? Who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. See, he's the firstborn, the one that was resurrected from the dead. Well, you say other people, uh, uh, Lazarus was resurrected from the dead, but uh, Lazarus, uh, his, he didn't shed his blood for the forgiveness of our sins. He's not the Savior. Uh, the Lord raised him from the dead uh, temporarily, uh, you know, because he said he sleeps. Then he said, yeah, he's dead. To show the miracle, how powerful the spirit, the life-giving spirit, the quickening spirit was in him. But he still had to receive the spirit of the, the Lord after Christ died because uh, that hadn't happened with Lazarus yet. So Christ was the first begotten from the dead that went immediately uh, just a few days later into heaven. All right? So we have to be become a corpse so that he can live and do work in us 
Lazarus hadn't done any work for the Lord. Amen. Amen. So he um, wasn't really um, alive yet. Amen. Amen. He loved Jesus. He was his friend. But he, uh, the, you know, I could go into this whole thing, but it's a lot longer than I have time to explain tonight because I want to get back in to Joshua and also to Jude a little bit if we have any time left. Okay, then what? Who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Right, so he's the first one begotten from the dead into the kingdom of heaven. Lazarus didn't get into the kingdom of heaven. Jesus died and went to heaven before Lazarus died, you know, permanently. Amen? Amen. And went to heaven. Lazarus probably needed to see that as well as everybody else in those days. Even the disciples scattered when he died. Amen? Amen. So Lazarus needed some extra help. He was dead, but I prayed for somebody that was dead, and they raised from the dead. And when they raised from the dead, they said, he, they, he said, what is everybody looking at? And we said, you were dead. And he says, get out of here. He didn't believe it. Maybe Lazarus didn't believe it either. You know, you got to go into all the semantics. And I could go through a lot of semantics because I'm a deep person in the Lord. I study everything and compare scriptures with other scriptures with the spirit of the Lord. Okay, now then, that's all we'll uh, do on that tonight. But let's uh, get over to the book of Jude and take off from there a few scriptures and then we'll get back over to Joshua. Okay, let's go. These are spots in your feasts of charity. Okay, these people that say they're Christians that are sitting in churches uh, that really are of the Lord, and there's uh, very few of them, uh, there's spots, there's sin in your church. And the Lord said, if you remember in the book of Joshua, he says, we have to kill. We have to kill uh, Achan in order for us to be blessed enough to win battles from now on. Because you're all going to be killed if you keep this sin alive. You say, oh, I mean, they, uh, you know, they have a brain problem or something like that. Don't let them die. Just because they killed their little eight-year-old sister and murdered her and ate her flesh. Kill the filthy thing, the Bible says, all right? You don't believe in that because you're more merciful, you think, than God. God isn't like you, and you're certainly not like God. Keep his commandments because what you people are doing is cursing the whole world. The whole world is cursed because of your, quote, sympathy for, unquote, for devils. You're sympathetic for devils. You're going to spend eternity with devils. The God is the important one, and keeping his commandments is the important thing to do. Okay, keep going. These are spots in your feasts of charity when they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear. Yeah, they sit down and feed and stuff their faces with the food that the Lord has sent in, and they're nothing but spots and blemishes. Then what? Clouds they are without water, carried about of winds. Yeah, they don't have any spirituality in them. And they're just, uh, go with every wind of doctrine. They don't stand steadfast on the word of God. They just, uh, every, they just blown here and blown over there. They just, uh, wherever they feel is uh, sympathy for a devil, whatever. 
uh, they're against the death penalty because they're evil and they feel sorry for people that are as evil as they are. Then they say, let's examine their brains to see if there's uh, any difference. It isn't a, a physical thing. It's a spiritual thing, as I've read to you before, that we're warring against. We're not warring against somebody's uh, brain that isn't working right or that's all jacked up. But uh, what we're doing is we're warring. We're walking as corpses with Christ doing the work in us, but we do not war. We don't war with uh, guns, bullets, and bombs and all these things after the uh, the corpses of this world that are corpses for Satan. So what that that's talking about there, read that again. Clouds are the clouds they are without water. Yeah, they don't have any life in them. There's no so water to bring forth life. There's no the Bible is, uh, says that the word of God is like a river of water because it happens to be spirit. It's symbolic of water and water symbolizes the water above the firmament symbolizes spiritual water, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. So they're clouds. They make themselves look like Christians, but they're really not. They're devils. They haven't got any anything to give anybody because they don't have anything themselves. There's Satan uh, sponging off the Church of God. Then what? Clouds they are without water, carried about of winds. Trees whose fruit withereth without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by twice the Twice dead, yeah, because they died when they first got saved, but then they decided to walk after the uh, flesh, of uh, let Satan walk in them. They're corpses with a, dead, a future dead person. Uh, Satan is dead, and he's going to burn. He's going to wake up in hell. And so everyone like that. They're walking around dead, trees twice plucked up. They died out uh, to the world, and then all of a sudden they decided, I love this present world more than the world to come. And so they start sinning, and they're plucked up twice, and it's impossible to replant them again into the spiritual realm. Okay, go ahead. Raging waves of the sea, foaming out their own shame. Yeah, they just are doing everything in front of everybody. They don't care what they say or do. Then what else? Wandering stars, to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. Yeah, well, these stars are like evil angels. Wandering evil angels. Then what? Doing what? What do they do? Um, to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. The blackness of darkness with pain so bad that they chew on their tongue for pain and grind their teeth and scream their heads off. Then what? And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Yeah, these ungodly people today are speaking against Christ. Um, most of them, a lot of them are bad. They don't even have to know who their father is. They're bastards, and they're stretching forth their rotten, filthy tongues, uh, 
blaspheming, trying to, or blaspheming God, and they're gone. Their doom is forever in hell in the lake of fire. Let's stop right there and let's go over to Joshua where we left off. And do you remember where that was? Uh, I do, I believe. Verse 35. Okay, 35. Let's go there. There was not a word of all that Moses commanded, which Joshua read not before all the congregation of Israel. And why did Joshua reread the words that God gave Moses? Well, it's because uh, we uh, live by the reproof of the word of the Lord. The reproof or the rereading of the word of the Lord is the way of life, eternal life. If you don't read the word and reread it uh, uh, over and over again, you're going to lose your salvation because the human mind is made out of dirt just like your foot is. And if you don't keep pumping the word of God in it, then that shows that you don't care about God, you don't care about God, and the Holy Spirit's not going to keep you alive. You have to keep yourself alive. You have to do what the Bible says. You're supposed to be a corpse and living now in the spiritual realm. The spiritual realm happens to be that you're reading the Word of God and praying and concentrating on the Lord. Meditating means concentrating on the Word of God. You've given up. You become a corpse, a cuerpo. And Christ now lives in you, and so you do what he did. He read the scriptures. Okay, then what? With the women and the little ones and the strangers that were conversant among them. Chapter 9. And it came to pass when all the kings which were on this side Jordan in the hills and in the valleys and in all the coasts of the great sea over against Lebanon, the Hittite and the Amorite, the Canaanite, the Perizzite, the Hivite and the Jebusite heard thereof, that they gathered themselves together. Okay, they heard all these people heard that Israel is coming our way. And so they figured... God opened the Red Sea, destroyed Egypt for him, and he destroyed Ai, he destroyed Jericho before that. And now we have to band together all of us kings and so that we can stand against them. In other words, they don't believe that God is so strong to wipe out them. And the people of the world today don't believe that God is so strong that he can destroy this whole earth, move it off of its axis, and burn it to a crisp. That's too sad for you uh, people that are that spiritually ignorant because you're dead. Uh, Your corpse is being used by Satan to take your soul to an everlasting hell. Okay, so now you got all these uh, kings together to try to destroy Israel. And all these different people in the world today are uh, gathering together to destroy Israel. But the Bible plainly states, so you can't say that God never warned you, that he's going to destroy all the different nations, of our armies of the nations that comes against them. It's going to take months to bury their bones. Okay, then what? They gathered themselves together to fight with Joshua and with Israel with one accord. Oh man, if I ever saw... Uh, God opened up the Red Sea for a bunch of people and the River Jordan and to annihilate Jericho and the walls come tumbling down and all these other things. I wouldn't want to mess with uh, uh, an organization like that. The whole uh, of Israel that keeps God's commandments, he fights for them. 
I see my time is up, and so we're going to have to take this up tomorrow. But um, so right now you have to make a decision as whether you want to continue being a corpse for Satan or if you want to be a corpse so Jesus can live in you with his Father by the Spirit to bring forth life in this world, the kingdom of heaven. Uh, you want to be a cuerpo for the devil or you want to be a cuerpo for the Lord? You have to give your heart and soul and mind to the Lord or to the devil. So choose this day who you're going to serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. All right, so here's the prayer that gets you to where you become a cuerpo for the Lord. And he'll raise your spirit from the dead and give you some common sense, uh, the sense of the Lord himself. Uh, say this prayer to the Lord. Say, my Lord and my God. Have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. And I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. You are the Holy Spirit, not the Holy Ghost. You're not a ghost, you're a spirit. Therefore, Lord, I open the door of my heart and I invite you into my heart. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says you'll turn no one away. And it's impossible for you to lie. Therefore, I know you've heard me. And I know you've answered me. And therefore, I know I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now, raise your hands up and praise and thank the Lord that you've been risen from the dead. And now you're going to let Christ live in you and work through you. And uh, share and tell the listening audience how they can receive a copy of this program, number 591. It's free. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370 or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Lama saying, turn in tomorrow for another powerful message from the Lord. Show you how to serve the Lord and how to be uh, uh, hear the Lord say, come in, my good and faithful servant, on the last day. All right, so we need to pray. We need to read the word. And um, right now... Uh, Here I am with uh, J.D. Sumner and the Stamps Quartet singing, How Long Has It Been? Since your mind fell at ease 
Since you knew 